Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 419 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we're talking about graduations today, graduations of all kinds, um, and more specifically, how we as moms make it through this season <laughs> um, and whether we cry. Spoiler alert. Yes, we do. So I'm excited to dig into this topic. And I just wanted to start by asking, do you have anyone graduating from anything this year? And you can use that. You can apply that label liberally, um, promoting, yeah. advancing, like uh, having a rite of passage so the most, um, I guess, notable one is that Clara is going to be finishing eighth grade and then she's going to be a high school next year. Um, Owen is going to be like a rising senior. I guess they call it. That feels pretty monumental, but it's not like he's leaving the building. You know, he's not, right. there's nothing happening. There's not, there's no end to 11th grade that has any kind of um, hoopla around it. For me, I will, this will be the first time I will have only high schoolers. So I feel like I should get a party. Yeah. So you're like graduating from being a middle school mom and, yes. and with all your, the spread of your five kids, you've had somebody in middle school for a pretty long time. Yeah. And I, I will say like when I graduated from, and we've, you know, we've covered this ground a million times that when I graduated from being an elementary school mom, there was like the opposite of pomp and circumstance because yeah. it was COVID. So like yeah. nothing happened. And that yeah. was pretty monu like monumental because by that point, I had been a mom of elementary school kids for like 16 years. Yeah. Or so. It had been yeah. a long time. Like that kind of just went by. Then I had a I had a uh, couple of middle schoolers and a high schooler. And then I had two high schoolers and a middle schooler. And then I had a high schooler and a middle schooler. And now I'm just going to have high schoolers, which is really weird. It is weird. 
And um, I know we're going to get into like at what point in educational journeys kids typically graduate. But just to clarify, uh, Clara does not actually have an eighth grade graduation, correct? She's just moving on, changing schools, but you are not attending a graduation. I am not. No. Um, and they, I know we're going to talk about like what that looks like. I think it's changed a lot over the years. Um, and I have thoughts about that. Like I have thoughts about pomp and circumstance. That's why we're here today. We both do. That's why we're here. Yeah. And we, (laughs) and we are going to dig into like our, our feelings on the idea of everyone graduating at every step of the way from everything. Um, okay. Well, just for me checking in about this year. Um, so this year my kids are in ninth grade, seventh grade and fourth grade. But we are at a middle school that actually is a four-year independent middle school that bridges sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grades. And those who choose to stay for the ninth grade year at our middle school, it's a really, really, I mean, talk about, we're going to be talking about ritual and ceremony and meaning. Um, This ninth grade year at our school is kind of similar to like a senior year at a high school. It's a really important year. There's a lot of rites of passage and and pomp and circumstance almost throughout the whole experience. So my ninth grader is, they don't call it graduating. They call it rites of passage. And there is an actual um, ceremony, an actual event um, in early June. And so my ninth grader will um, pass pass from this middle school and then start um, as a sophomore next year at the public high school. So that's a big one in our family. Nobody else is advancing anywhere except to the next grade. So Violet will go from fourth to fifth at the elementary school and Reed will go from seventh to eighth at that same middle school. But there's not um, it's not quite as monumental as Luke. Well, I know that that we're going to talk more about and, you know, like what these. I guess what these rituals look like, ceremonies look like, and but I'm curious if you have feelings about that. Like, do you ever feel like, well, this is a little much or these kids don't get enough recognition or like, do you have feelings either way? I do. It's in my experience as a mom, it has been individual to each, um, each time I have different feelings and I have had feelings all the way from this is ridiculous. Why are we putting (laughs) five-year-olds in caps and gowns? I actually have some strong feelings about the performative nature of really tiny kids wearing caps and gowns and, and mostly uh, it's not about the kids or the teachers of or the schools very well meaning but i don't like when we ascribe more mature um rituals yes. to small it's children like dressing up a whole bunch of little kids that's like they're going to prom or something yes like, or like they're getting <laughs> yes. married you know how you and i yeah. both don't like when we say yeah. little kids have a boyfriend or a girlfriend it it like it's that and it feels very much for the parents instagram yes. for me it feels very yeah. much like a school or a system taking advantage of parents' natural sentimentality, which we all have, and then turning it into this thing that means very little for the child. So yeah, there, there's a cynical part of me that just feels like, ugh, I, I'm not sure of everybody's <laughs> intentions in doing a ton of elaborate graduations at a very young level. That's just me. Now, you yeah. asked if I if I have had experiences where it has felt meaningful when my kids have had some kind of a promotion or rite of passage in their younger years. And there have been, there absolutely have been. But I think what it is, is it's usually commensurate with their their emotional investment in whatever they've just been through, because it could yeah. be a scout program. It could be a sport. Um, yes. My kids in martial arts have had very, very meaningful um, black belt ceremonies. So it's not that I don't think 
um, we should mark ritual around younger kids events. It's specifically for me. I can get a little cynical about doing the cap and gown thing with teeny tiny kids who don't get it. And I'll stop there. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes, sometimes also, um, parents get a hold of things and wreck them. (laughs) So one one example that I'm thinking of is that my kids, um, used to have an eighth grade formal, it was like not a really formal dance. It was like a special, I believe spring dance. And it was supposed to be the thing the only eighth graders could go. And it was like, it kind of marked the end of the year. So it wasn't a, it wasn't really like a graduation, but it was like a special dance, like a special, this is your Party last dance like a- as a junior high. Yeah. Um, as a, you know, middle school kids. Well, it was supposed to be pretty low key and age appropriate, but then you had girls coming in like pageant dresses, like thousand dollar dresses. Ooh. Then you had kids getting dropped off in limos oh, by limos. Boy. And then the school was like literally saying, don't do that. Like we will not do not bring a limo through this, you know, the school drop off line, which is essentially, essentially what it is for these eighth graders. Like we're not doing that. And they just kept doing it. So they canceled it. They don't have it anymore. And it, it's really sad for the kids who yeah. might've had a fun time at that party and just wanted to go in like a skirt and a shirt or like, you know, jeans or whatever they wanted to wear and not have to worry about all that mess and all that expense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was an example where parents got their hands on something and, and kind of wrecked it. Yeah. Um, the other memory I have now, Clara is not having that this, um, this year, she will not be having an eighth grade ceremony of any sort, but they used to do an eighth grade awards ceremony. And I feel like that was an example of the school. It was like well-meaning, but what it ended up being was you would sit for two hours in the gym Mm -hmm. and the same kids get called up to get awards over and over and over for the entire time. And then finally you get to the end and always ran over. It was always too long. Half the parents are checked out. The kids don't care. They don't want to, you know, the kids who aren't getting awards don't want to be there. And then at the very end, it's like, yeah, and all the rest of these kids are going on to high school. Yay. Give them all a hand. And and I'd feel like, why did I just and it almost wouldn't even have mattered if one of my kids had been one of the ones getting up for the awards, because then it's almost just embarrassing. I don't know. There is something about it that it's not that those kids shouldn't be acknowledged and celebrated, but like you really can't celebrate every kid there for like their individual contributions because there's no award for that. And it would just feel a little boring and gross by the end. And they canned that. And I applaud them for that because I don't think it was very inclusive. And I don't think yeah. most people really wanted to be there, except the braggy ones who could then go on Facebook and post pictures of their kids getting 8 million awards. So, and it also got quite competitive. Like um, there were stories about like eight, like some kids not getting a certain award that was completely subjective, like um, the kind where the teachers nominate certain yeah. kids and then parents getting really mad that their kid didn't get it. And then like going to the school board, like, like that kind of thing. Anytime I feel like something gets amped up like that, or there's like a value put on it like that, it kind of makes room for the more pushy people to like, I don't know, have something to complain about. And that's the last thing teachers need to deal with right now. I mean, as I'm listening to you talk, Parents can kind of be the worst and we are all, (laughs) we are all, um, doing our best, but there is this time of year. And this is not even like where this episode, like where we thought it was going to go, but this time of year 
does ratchet up the emotionality, the the pride we feel and pride in a really yeah. genuine, authentic way, but also probably in a way that is less grounded and maybe yeah. more about our own ego. And then you just combine all that. And man, it's a lot. We we had a um award ceremony system at a previous school that I was at years ago that I I had to like give myself like a a a night off after because I would be so I probably voxed you after multiple times. Probably. I was so frustrated with award ceremonies are so tricky. And somehow the one we were at managed to combine the worst of all worlds, which is it was both participate participation trophy land where like everyone got something, which that's problematic, I think, in, in a lot of ways. But then it was also kind of elitist, like you were talking about, where yeah. only certain kids were acknowledged and, and people felt bad. So somehow like it managed to make everyone feel it bad make well right and the participation trophy thing I know has gotten a lot of um I feel like it becomes one of those things that sort of like what's the word I'm looking for it becomes shorthand for like everything that's wrong with parenting yeah. today and I don't believe that like there's nothing wrong with re- recognizing effort yeah or you're a good person you try blah 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 but kids know better if they get a trophy for <laughs> just showing up like they know that's not that's not commensurate with what happened. Yeah. Like kids aren't dumb. They understand the difference. Right. So like, I wish there was a way to just really acknowledge that everyone in this room has made it through yeah. middle school and that was hard and you're going to go to high school and that's exciting. Yeah. Good for all of you. So I just want to say that if anyone listening has a school or a system that does these <laughs> kinds of recognitions really, really well, I would love just, just email us. I'm just so yeah. curious because I, I don't think we mean to be super negative or bash any one school. It's just a really tricky line to walk. And I would argue back to our whole, how we got here, which is talking about really little kids. I would argue that the younger the student set, the more it becomes about parent egos. And that, yes, I really react against. It's not necessarily the school's fault. It's things get, things just get, they don't land always on the, many hundreds of parents who are involved. Um, they don't land the same with everybody. And then you have to deal with all of that yeah. fallout too. And, and to be clear, I don't think either of us is saying that um, we should protect our kids or ourselves from ever feeling like, oh man, my kid like didn't, yeah. didn't quite no, no, make the team. I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think you and I both believe that is part of the learning that goes on is, is not getting the award or not getting chosen for the thing. Um, but somehow when we ceremonialize it all, it, it can become about all the, the not so great parts. And we can lose that, just that reverence for progress and that reverence for truly advancing to the next stage. Okay. Well, I will say, let me just round this out by, by throwing out two circumstances or two examples, I guess, of ways that I think ends of things and beginnings of next things have been acknowledged in my kids' lives really well. Yeah. So Jacob had a Montessori preschool graduation. It had zero trappings of a grad ceremony, like no little caps, no none of that. Five-year-olds. No, the kids just sang. Yeah. They just like got up and sang. It was really sweet. I think it was just one of those like kind of hippie schools and the teacher was named Miss Candy. And she was just like one of those mesmerizing teachers that can make all the kids stop in their tracks without raising her voice yeah. above like a whisper, basically. And it was very sweet. And I felt like all we did was celebrate the fact that this little class of kids did a year together. Yeah. And now they won't be together. It was it. It was like, that was the whole thing. And then um, all of my kids, except for Clara, because she got robbed, um, 
in this pandemic had an end of year picnic. The whole elementary school had an end of year picnic. Now I have issues with potluck, but that's my issue. Um, I would just eat a lot of chips and like baked goods because they skeeved me out less than like the mayonnaise salads. Anyways, um, but the fifth graders got to like play softball against the teachers. Like there was little ways that they kind of made it more special for the fifth graders. And man, those kids really looked forward to that. Like that was a big, exciting deal to have that picnic where you were very casually. Nobody, there was never even a time where we all had to stop and like listen to someone talk at the same time. It was very casual, but it felt really special. And I felt like, Hey, look, all these kids just got recognized. You could show up with no food. Nobody would know you could like, there was no expectation on parents. It was just like the best. It was special and low key and wonderful. And I think that was some thought that can be done. I don't think that's always, I don't think that always meets parents' expectations when they want to brag about their kids though. And that's, yeah, that's (laughs) that's where it gets tricky. Um, well, I will say that our sixth grade read last year did have a sixth grade graduation from the public elementary school that was lovely, really, really well done. And it was a ceremony. It was a sit down graduation ceremony. It felt perfectly appropriate for sixth grade. It was really a coming through COVID. There was a lot of messaging, Mm. um, and acknowledgement of, what those kids had been through in their later elementary school years. We were even pretty new to the school and I felt very moved by the whole thing. So I think it, it really can be done well. And those kids absolutely were graduating from a sixth grade smaller bubble and going off to lots of different junior highs and situations. It felt, it felt like we said, commensurate with the, the, the life milestones they had actually reached and not yeah. just about the pomp and circumstance. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
All of our Places products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, our place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so we're going to actually talk about pomp and circumstance, including the music itself, Megan. But as we're looking back on the the younger kid graduations that have been a part of our parenting lives, I had this memory. This often happens to me when we're talking or prepping an episode. I don't think of something. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. So when I this is this is um, takes the cake for the youngest graduation like event I have ever been at. When I was in a free moms group at the hospital after I had my first baby, that's where I met like all my first mom friends. And it was a free weekly group. It was kind of led by the lactation consultant nurse lady and it had speakers and stuff. And every few months they would have, I am pretty sure they called it a graduation, like a graduate. We were graduating from whoever was around a year old. So when your baby was about a year old, every few months there would be, they'd have a cake. And it would be a little bit, they'd take a picture of everybody and they would essentially say, you and your baby have graduated from this program. And now looking back, it was absolutely to kick us out because think of those like fragile new moms and we'd all made friends and we were finally like really enjoying coming to this little session and it had been so raw and so hard in the new days. And now our babies are eight, nine, 10 months. Now they're 12 months. If they didn't do something like that, we for sure would have kept coming. There'd be like 150 moms exactly. and babies, like toddlers and preschoolers all smashed into one room. And, and you really, yes. it was, it was pretty unstated, but pretty clear that you, you did not come anymore after you graduated. And somewhere I do have pictures. Um, and you know, I think they just did it maybe once a quarter and whoever's babies were a year, like, so maybe so, you could ride it out till 14 or 15 months at the most. Yes. And the next time the cake came in, you were out. So we graduated from free baby class. Um, in- so the moms graduated. I mean, it was like, a, yeah, it was yeah. like moms. You, you can do this yourselves now. Yes. Like it's t- you take the baton. You're on your own. Happen. You can yep. meet up with your same friends, which we did. We moved yep. to more of like a playgroup situation. So anyway, that made me smile as um, graduations are important in that they do create um, a finality and a goodbye. Um, and yeah. sometimes we need that. Sometimes yeah. we would like to keep coming. Brian kept living in his fraternity after he had graduated and there needed to be um, an exit plan. We need to push yes. out of the nest at some point. So that just made me kind of laugh. This is an aside. Um, do you remember being at your high school graduation? I remember very clearly and, and I didn't graduate college, so I don't have this memory about college and I feel like it would be different anyway. Um, in a college situation, but like in high school, sitting there with the, there was only 80 kids in my graduating class, something like that, 80 or 90 and looking around and thinking they keep saying, I'm not going to ever be in like with all these people at the same time. I just don't believe that though. Like I just didn't believe it. I had spent, you know, years now walking the halls with this group and it kind of didn't feel real that that was going to change. And of course, and I thought, Oh no, we'll all see each other at a party. We'll all see each other at a reunion. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw some of them, but there were literally people that I saw on that day that I never saw again. And yeah. what a weird thing that is. Um, and a hard, how hard to grasp in the moment. 
it is hard to grasp in the moment. I think my experience is super different. My graduating class was at least 500. I know my freshman class was 680. I know we had whittled down because some people don't finish, um, but hundreds of people. And most of my connection to my high school was through choir and madrigals. I had most of my friends were either older or younger. I had very little emotional connection to like being Santa Barbara high senior class of 1998. Like I just, um, not like I didn't care. I blew it off, but I don't remember that kind of that feeling. I think it was such a big, like giant football stadium. So kind of like a college more like graduation, which yeah. yeah, And my friends were either older or younger. So I didn't feel particularly tied to the people in my class. Plus there were 500 of them. So, right. Yep. Well, one thing that did happen, I'm sure at both of our high school graduations was some kind of processional or recessional or both to pomp and circumstance. Do you remember yes. the music? I mean, I, I know yeah. you know the music now. <laughs> did your school though play like, did the orchestra from your school player or was it like over uh or the band oh, or was it like over a uh, loudspeaker? I'm going to guess that the band played because we had, we had a pretty thriving, mean, we had a big school and a thriving music program. So I'm going to guess it was live. I do remember as a singer, we sang maybe America the Beautiful, a few of the graduating madrigals, and maybe the underclassmen too, even though they weren't graduating. So there was definitely singing too. But yeah, Pomp and Circumstance would have been orchestral probably or band. How about you? So we, yes, I believe every high school graduation I've been to around here, including mine, and then my kids who are at a different school, a bigger school. Um, the band plays and it's funny. The band is way better at the school than it was at my high school. <laughs> so, like they just did a nicer job with that song. And then when I was in high school, the Redbud Corral sang the national anthem. And I remember we had to stand really weird, like with our hand, like a like weird salute thing in front oh. of our chest. Did oh you my. do that? Like I... We had to have one arm behind our back and like the other arm was like bent at like in oh. front of our chest, like a, like that was the singer salute. Literally, I was going to say like uh, much pomp and circumstance, which, yes. by the way, I did learn that that comes from Shakespeare, as so many of our yeah. um, phrases do. It's from a line from Othello, the fact that we say pomp and circumstance and then the music pomp and circumstance. I also looked up a little a little historical significance of how it started, got um, got started being used in graduations and became so widespread. So I'll link it up a, a nice little NPR piece. But I I guess what I want to talk about is the emotionality as a parent of you of hearing those few bars of music and what they what they do to us, because I think it's pretty universal. I mean, I know we spent the first part of this episode doing a little bit of griping about some some of this. Now I'm going to completely turn the table and and just say that I think it's hugely meaningful to watch and then to combine with that piece of music, kids, young adults, um, walk slowly, wearing something ritualistic. The whole thing is very moving to me. And I, I thought we could just talk a little bit about what those emotions are. I, I will say I feel very moved by coming together and acknowledging that it didn't look pretty, but each of these kids has come through something to stand where they are today. I'm actually much more moved by the kids who have a hard time because of learning differences or family situations or than than I am by the valedictorians. It's very very like it makes me cry every single time 
to think of kids struggling to get to a point and then standing up there in a cap and gown. It's just, it's all the feels. Um, there's something about, okay. So first of all, I can't even hear that song without crying. And the, um, I think you're going to link up that NPR story. I was, I thought it was funny that they offered like seven alternatives (laughs) to pomp and circumstance. Like if this song is getting tired, you could always try one of these. And I'm like, who would do that though? Like to me, it has to be that song. It's just the song that is lodged in some place in my soul that says that's what here we're here to do today. Um, and I, you know, I, that goes way back to being a little kid watching my siblings graduate yeah. and hearing that song. And I think for me, it's, it's a little tricky because it's really hard for me to put my finger on why it brings up such big emotion. Cause I would feel that emotion, whether it was my kids or not my kids, um, whether yes, I was I just at somebody else's and there's, it's something similar to like orchestra and choir concerts or weddings. There's like, there's the part that it's like, um, the, we are gathered here today part. Mm-hmm that really kind of gets me. I love when I look out at all of those kids and see hundreds of young adults thinking like these kids weren't even all friends in high, like they weren't all friends. Some of them didn't get along. Um, Some of them were more popular than others, whatever. But for this moment, like they're all sort of, even the valedictorians are all still wearing caps and gowns. They're equalized and like, they're all hopeful. There's something just about it that like, I'm getting kind of choked up now. So, but it's like pride and, nostalgia and like excitement. And then that sadness, it's bittersweet. It's like, it's all of the things and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And every time I don't think it's going to get me and every single time it does. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, I often, you talk about looking around at all the kids from their different, you know, their and all their differences. I think I also enjoy looking around at the people who've shown up for them. And I feel yeah. hugely emotional thinking about you know, it's like really hard. <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to be a parent and to shepherd a kid through their various phases. And then to see, yes, the, we are gathered here today is a good way to put it, to see the setting aside of all the complicated feelings and interfamily dynamics and, you know, divorced parents coming together and the, the grandparents showing up and like the, tattooed uncle. I don't know. I'm I'm leaning into cliches, but there's something really moving about seeing community members show up for a graduating kid, regardless of the, the, the GPA or the performance or where they're headed next. It's like, yes, it's like hitting pause on all of that and gathering. And I think that is what makes ritual so meaningful. It's, it's so, it's so emotional. Um, I have to say, so I explained at the beginning that my ninth grader is, um, graduating in a way, and this ninth grade class is 24 kids or something. It's very small. Their ceremony includes each of them having, um, a teacher speak on their behalf or speak about them briefly. So it's, it's a, it's like the, I think everyone will be crying almost the entire time because it has that (laughs) It has that intimate yeah. nature and um, the kids have been together. So it's it's the opposite of what I described of my high school graduation being quite large and rather impersonal for me. Um, and I'm just, I have to admit, I'm kind of just stealing myself against, it's not that I don't want to cry or don't want to be emotional, but it's, it's vulnerable and exhausting to be that like, yeah. um, and to feel those feels for that prolonged amount of time. So I, and around so many other people and to just know you're yeah. just going to be waterworks the whole time. Yeah. Yes. So think of me, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I will. I'll, I'll hold, I'll cling to a tissue for you, Sarah. Yeah. Well, you've had three kids, uh, graduate from high school. Um, did you cry differently? Cry same. <laughs> Do you remember your emotional experience as a mom any differently first, second, third time? No, I think it was the same all three times. Yeah. Like those memories for me may as well be the same. Okay. Maybe it's the same location, same sea of blue and gold, yeah. same, like, you know, same people speaking, uh, not the kids obviously, but the school board and like, they always do the thing with the, it's always kind of the same. Yeah. Um, no, and I don't, it's not like a, I don't sob. I just sit there with tears running down my face constantly yeah. for probably 30 minutes. Or right. Like welling up on yes. this. Yeah. And it's amazing how it can get you. It, it's, um, often for me, it will be like a kid who's not even my kid. Some, yes. some little tiny kid who's struggled with something or somebody whose single mom is there. I don't know. There's just like, there's, um, being witness to everybody's yeah. experience is what feels almost more overwhelming to me than, of course, I feel sentimental and proud and all those things about my own kid, but it's the collective yes. that brings me that like takes the tears from behind to all the way forward and down the face. Yeah. Like I should just say that this has nothing to do with me being like, I'm seeing, and I'm not judging this at all, but I am seeing it play out now on Facebook again. And I see this every year around this time. Um, parents who really are not okay with their kids graduating. Like they're, ha- oh, they're really oh. struggling. Like they're really having a hard time with this transition. Oh. I've even, I even saw something the other day, like someone posted, you know, check in on your parents of seniors. They are not okay or something. And I was like, that feels a little extra to me, but there is like a real sentiment of being people being very sad. Oh, their kids okay. are graduating high school and moving on to the next big thing. That ain't it for me. No, that's not I, why I'm, I'm crying. I'm not there yet, but that's not what I would anticipate feeling either. It's it's yeah. everything else we've talked about. This the the meaningfulness and the yeah. the ritual. Yeah, yeah. And um, you mentioned you know the the other kids and things like that are the kids who were struggling. I feel like our school always has I don't know three or four kids get up and talk briefly. Like they're I think the valedictorian talks, but then. Other kids seemingly randomly chosen, and I'm sure it's not random, um, also get up and talk. And there'll always be one who you can tell is kind of a dork, and but everybody gets a bunch of laughs. You yeah, know, like, yeah. like you know, there's one who's um, maybe like the athlete everyone likes, but isn't the most academic kid. And like, yeah. it's just, it's really fun to see. And I think that that is another thing. It's like all these kids realize that the responsibility of becoming adults together and how like, I don't yeah. know, I'm going to cry. But like, yeah. 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 Um, I think kids have gotten a little more kind too, yeah. since I will just say, since I was in high school, I think kindness has sort of been baked into um, philosophy and, and like into the curriculum really yeah. in a way that yeah. it kind of wasn't when I was in high school. So you see all those movies from like the eighties and nineties where the kids are being total jerks yeah. at graduation. Yeah. I've never witnessed a single moment of yeah. anything disrespectful or mean, just like everyone's so happy to be there together. Yeah. So. All right, I'm going to stop talking because I'm about to start crying. Like, no, it's, I've got, I, I've got I, a yeah. box of tissues next to me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I will have two graduations to go to this year. My nephew, Jack, is okay. graduating. I will probably ball at yeah. that because Jenna's going to cry. Yeah, and then it's her first graduate. It's her first graduate. And, you know, I've known little Jack since he was a little like, four-pound preemie. Yeah. Um, and then Quinn. I probably won't make it to Quinn's actual graduation, but it's two big events coming up this year. Boy, get it, get ready. Tissue pack, the mini oh, tissue oh. packs, like order, <laughs> order them now. 
Oh boy, I'm glad I haven't put my mascara on yet today. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. All right. So we have dried our tears. We have stopped still flowing. <laughs> we have stopped the pomp and circumstance music from triggering all of the tears. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the practical realities of parenting through graduation season. And we are going to mostly be talking about high school graduation um, in this case, because you've had three. You had Will last yeah. year. I've had zero and won't for a few more years. And I don't even really have like family, friends or nieces or nephews. I I have not attended a high school graduation probably since the year after. No, since my sister, who's eight years younger. So a long, long time. Um, So I just have a few questions for you, starting with are some of the same things we did still a thing? Like, do do kids send out graduation announcements with like senior photos? I seem to remember like that. Like the actual paper, official, formal card, is that still a thing? And what else has changed in terms of what's expected of graduating kids and families this time of year? So I can only speak for the region I'm in, obviously. But yes, the graduation announcement is still very big. Um, I 
with Will, we did probably, he was the kid of the three so far who've graduated that cared the most about doing all the things, right? So like he wanted to have a more open house type party. The other two boys, like we had a family and friends party for each, Jacob and Isaac. Um, that there, Because there's so many kids in our family, there, there was a lot of people there, but only their best friends stopped by as far as like friends. It wasn't really like a big party for the friends. And they did not, as I recall, hand out invitations just to random people. But it is still very much a thing that like kids will go to school with a stack of invitations and hand them out to okay. like anybody. I already have questions. I, I'm wondering if this was not a thing when I was growing up. So you're saying an open house style graduation party would be for like people are party hopping around to different yes. people's houses because everyone's graduating. It's not like it, and it ha- my birthday that's how party. it is, too. Okay. Like there are weekends where people's social calendars are completely booked up because they've got three graduation parties to go to and you go and you get a burger at one and a beer. Maybe you drop off your money because it's a cash grab. Sure. Um, Okay. (laughs) In the box with the slot and you say hi to the graduate briefly. They're always surrounded by their friends anyway. And then you go to the next one. And I've been on that train depending on the year and how many friends my kids might have in a graduating class. Cause like last year it was, more parties I had to go to because Will had graduation. Well, first of all, he was graduating, so his friends were graduating. But he also had, um, he had invitations out to those families. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of a thing. And then there's years where I don't know anybody who's graduating. But I mean, sometimes kids will give out, like, for example, the neighborhood restaurant where I used to hang out at the bar with my sister-in-law and brother and a couple other friends pretty regularly. And was friends with the owner. So we were there kind of a lot. Um, the waiters gave me their graduation announcements oh and wanted me to come to their parties because they thought we were friends, I guess. Because, like, or they thought you, know, you they were would, rolling in dough and could I toss guess, them. Or like, you know, and sometimes it was very sweet. Sometimes yeah. it was because they just really liked us. And they're like, hey, do you want to come to my graduation party? And there was one kid named Lucas. And I was like, Lucas, I would love to come. I can. I'm out of town. But I thought it was kind of sweet. But sweet. also, but also they want money. <laughs> And they're pretty open about that. Like there doesn't really seem to be a a lot of shame in that game. It's a shared understanding that this is. Yes. Teachers will get stacks of graduation invitations. So again, it could be regional, but I will say in this small town in the Midwest. uh, Yeah, it's, it's very much a thing. What I did was I ordered really nice invitations on uh, minted for Will, but I only ordered 50 and I said, I'm sending a bunch of these to family. So you get what's left over. And that's how many you get to give out. Okay. It's so like he didn't get to go paper the school yeah. with like his announcements. Um, he was pretty judicious about who he invited. I think a couple teachers dropped by some family, like some friends, parents, and maybe 15 of his buddies. And then mostly it was um, family friends. Like mostly it was my friends, honestly, right. who wanted just to come by and hang out in the yard and have a burger so- and say, hey. I, uh, my mind is spinning and I cannot wait for listeners to tell us whether we're talking regional differences or generational differences, or if I, if either one of us is having a a unique experience, probably me. Let me tell you what I remember from my own growing up. I remember ordering the kind of formal, very nice stationary cardstock announcements. I think we called them announcements and not, I guess they technically you were, you can have either one. Okay. You can, yeah, you can either one. And I guess it included an invitation to the graduation itself at, at the high school, um, kind of like a wedding invitation or something, but ours, 
I, if I remember, we would have mailed them to mostly out of town aunts and uncles, um, grandparents, that kind of thing. I did. My grandparents, I think, came and my one of my aunts came. So there was definitely an extended family component. And I would have received some cash in some cards from my family. I don't remember being invited to, knowing about, and certainly not hosting anything like what you're describing. And the mm. the paper the paper announcement invitations weren't didn't weren't tied to a party at all. They were tied to either the the graduation itself, like here's where it'll be at the high school, or just send me money in a congratulations card. And maybe that was happening in my town and I had no idea, but I don't remember friends doing that. I don't remember um People would go to to dinner with their families. I remember like one of my closest friends in high school was a year younger. And when the following year I was home from college and I went to a graduation dinner, like at a restaurant with her parents and her grandparents. And that was festive. But I literally like as you're talking, I'm like, I don't even have a corollary, not even like something slightly similar. So I'm so curious where the differences are, but I'm also fascinated to learn. It sounds like fun, but also a little bit of pressure to make it to well, all those also, and expenses. It can also be, it can also feel a little, uh, mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we have done it in a way that has, has really worked with my kids, like personalities, what their preferences are. Um, also our budget. So we had a backyard barbecue and probably all told the whole day. This includes like people coming with their families, our friends, you know, family members, like maybe 50 people came mm-hmm. through was really fun. I was actually really glad we did it because we had moved not too, you know, not too long before. And, um, you know, being from a divorced family, it was kind of nice. Like John came and ran the grill and my ex-mother-in-law came. And so that was nice because otherwise, when are we all going to be together? No, I think it's great. Yeah. But ours was very low key compared to many. Like there are, I went to some that were catered. I went to some that were like, joint with several families and you know there was like a bartender like there were plenty that were and I mean a bartender like a hired bartender not like you know one of us pouring drinks Uh, exactly so that was very much in line with my experience in the 90s um right down to the way my family did it being a little more low-key like I remember my dad being like no we're not doing that but you can have I will stand at the grill and I will grill as many people burgers as you want to bring over. Right. So um, we, I did have a cake. And I remember it was like a really big sheet cake. And it took me ages to get through it. And I kept eating that cake for like way longer than I should have. <laughs> like it was sitting out on the counter for like four weeks or something. Um, it was so good. And then I probably had, and then a trickle of friends came through. My brother was home from the army. He had just completed maybe, oh no, he was stationed in Hawaii. So he was super tan and super buff. Uh-huh. And he sat around at the table and popped his muscles the entire time That's while all of my friends That's sat like around out of an eighties movie or something. It was truly, he even had like, I mean, it was just too much. Um, he had like, do you remember hypercolor? Yeah. Oh yes, I do. He had a hypercolor shirt and he'd be like, if you put your hand on my shirt, it'll leave a handprint. So he had like handprints all over his shirt, which was like rolled up so you could see his stomach. I mean, come on. It was ridiculous. But all of my friends were sitting around eating their burgers, like drooling over my brother. And oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember like what else even happened. Oh, then, so then my party wrapped up um, a few hours, like, you know, it was like two hours, three hours. And then we all left my friends, like my little friend group and I, who most of my friends were not graduating seniors. Most of my friends were um, juniors. Like I was much more friends with that group. So then we left my party and we went and party hopped the whole weekend. 
And there was also the big ragers where like the parents let the kids drink and all that stuff. I mean, that was, that's also still a thing. Like yeah. I, I hear about that. I haven't personally witnessed it. Um, I think usually that's happening like later at night and I just, I'm not, I'm not out late anymore, yeah. but like it, it definitely, it's a here. It is definitely a thing and has been for a very long time. I will also say the practice of inviting your family to the graduation itself has fallen out in a lot of communities because a lot of places you have to have a ticket. So oh, they might have like limited right. space and only two people can come. I believe some places you have to pay for that ticket, but I'm not sure if that's true. If that might okay. be me conflating like okay. prom and graduation. So maybe, you know, maybe if you're like a big city school where they're having the graduation indoors and there's only room for two, you would have the party to give everybody else something to do. But I just think at least here, it's just what's done. Okay. Well, that was fascinating. And listeners, yeah, email us what's typical in your area or if you can, I guess, identify with either of our very different experiences I would love to hear or something totally different. Do you think, Megan, that the graduating kids, you know, this is such a like a broad question because every kid is so different, but you've talked a little bit about Will. Um, do you think they feel the weightiness and the meaningfulness and the significance of all this in their own way or at the senior and high school level, does it still feel like it's a lot about kind of the parents and the community marking the significance? I think, I think they feel it, but I think they feel it for different reasons. Like they can't know what they don't know yet. Yeah. So they can't know that this is like, this is a meaningful moment in your life. And it's like, there's always some kid that gets up and gives a graduation speech and they'll say, I can't believe four years went by in a flash. It's like, they all say some it version of that. It feels like so, yesterday exactly. that we were tiny like, freshmen with We've been through some hard times, but we've got more hard times ahead. Like they all say some version of the same thing. And it's sweet because like they're saying the words and they have no idea what they're saying. Like they just don't know. Yeah. And so it's like they, they know they should feel it and they they have a whiff of it. It's like they, it's like the, the scent of, it's like the LaCroix version yeah. of what life is like. They've got a little bit of that flavor that thinks something momentous is happening. Something big is changing, but they really don't know until they look back later, like how big and momentous that was. And there's no way to force it. You can't make them know what they don't know. No, they can't. Will you tell about Will writing his thank you notes and how he didn't he put some of them off, but then it was because they were the most reflective, heartfelt thing ever. Do I have that right? Oh my gosh. Yes, you do. He um, did really drag his feet a lot on sending his graduation thank you notes, which I was pretty like, you know, you must do this about. And finally, like I had to write him about it all summer long. And when I find, and it wasn't that many, like he didn't get tons and tons. He didn't have that many guests and most of them were other kids. So he just thanked. I didn't, I don't care if he thanked them. (laughs) Like that's his problem. But like family and um, my friends and things like that. He apparently had written like the sweetest thank you letters to everybody. So he spent a really long time. And my sister said hers was basically like, not even really a thanks for the 40 bucks or whatever she got, you know, whatever he got for graduation. It was like, thank you for all the times you've let us, you know, crash in your living room and all the memories you let us make in your house. It was like, he really felt it. Like he really saw the, um, the gravity and the, the bigness of what was happening. And like, in a very like looking back and reflecting on how things have been and recognizing how much they'll change kind of a way. Yeah. And, and it very true to that. He was the one who wanted to make the biggest changes right after 
high school. He wanted to get out. He wanted to go to college. Like he saw that truly as a a way of winding one thing down and starting something new and all the bittersweetness that goes with that. And I think some kids just aren't there yet. Yeah. Like I was saying, when I was sitting at my high school graduation, looking around and going, yeah, but we all, but we're still going to hang out. Right. Like I just wasn't quite ready. Well, and you've talked about how, first of all, you were young for your grade age wise. And you've said that you were also a little naive as just as a teenager in general, you were, so that kind of tracks in a way that for you, you just hadn't probably lived enough life to believe in the significance. Whereas a kid with just more of that old soul or for whatever reason, the way they're wired might feel quite uh, weighty about it. um, Moved by it. I can remember, um, like I said, my actual graduation ceremony, I didn't feel personally super tied to. However, I can remember the last dance performance of my senior year. I don't remember what it was, but we had for the size of my dance studio, we had quite a few graduating seniors, maybe five graduating seniors, and we weren't a, a huge studio. So the studio was losing five of the most senior dancers. And my ballet teacher, who was not an emotional, not an emotive woman, very like stoic and wonderful, but not like a not a crier. She got yeah. up there at I think maybe at the beginning or at the end and just briefly acknowledged each of the seniors and gave us a flower or something. And I remember her tearing up about talking about us. And then I remember crying like full tears at my last. So I, I maybe didn't feel it at graduation, but I certainly remember feeling the significance of the change that was about to happen. But for me, it came with dance and probably a choir too. I remember being so sad when the choir seniors would graduate and leave. I felt like we were losing like sending people off to war or something. (laughs) Well, and I also think, yeah, like a year later when most of my friends graduated and we had sort of all of our ceremonial, the friend group is breaking up stuff. I felt it more then. So it was like, I wasn't quite ready. I I had only been at that school for three years and I was like, I'm just getting settled in here, guys. Like I'm just getting going. Don't, don't break, don't cut me off just yet. So there's a little bit of a premature feeling about it for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I am sending all the love to all the moms out there who have any kind of a graduation to get through and of, of any age this year. Um, you will cry and you will cry. That's, that's okay. <laughs> like we're cursing them. <laughs> well, no, I guess I'm just trying to validate that this is, yeah, it's not really avoidable. The feels right. about this kind of stuff. Um, so happy graduation season, everyone. We have yeah. a fun thing to talk about coming up this Friday. We're bringing back the Mom Hour Voices, which is a series that we've been doing for years on this show where we bring a voice or voices from outside of our little two-person co-host bubble onto the show. And this series has evolved over the years, but we're especially excited because coming up this Friday, we have two of our contributors talking to each other. We won't even be there, Megan. I mean, we'll be there in spirit, but not in voice or flesh. And I'm really excited about this because um, it's just a chance to get to know more of our contributor team without us having to be, you know, horning in on the conversation. So, yeah, very excited about that. Definitely listen to that episode this Friday. And uh, definitely also go take our survey if you haven't yet. Um, We've had it up for a little bit. We've gotten a lot of responses, but we're hoping for more. And you can find that at themomhour.com slash survey. So check that out, too. Right. We'll talk to everybody on Tuesday and check back for Jamie and Kia coming up on Friday. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com.